from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to the Good Atheist.net podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Ah, uh, now, uh, a little... I, I don't want to say apology, but we are we are a bit late for the show, so... I decided to do a mailbag you gotta, to compensate, which a, is an awesome idea. I here, think. Here's what you got to do: you got to you got to stop being a little baby about all this. No, no, no. I think it's normal. You know what? Here's the here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with a new patron just the other day. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't. It didn't start off really well. I know you told me about it, and I thought you were in the wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the the honest truth is, okay. I come home from a very shitty day. Oh. With you know, it, it, it was the shitty day where you're standing on the bus the whole time back. Aww. it was not good, and uh, and I I forget I forget that shitty things happening around me will affect me. I forget that I'm human. That's how egotistical I think I must be. You forget the fact that when you're in a bad mood, sometimes you'll do things you shouldn't. Right, exactly. I always think I uh, some through some hubris that I'm always so reasonable that I would never do that. And of course, I'm just clever rather than reasonable. So I convince my stupid self that I'm in the right, which is how dumb I am. It happens. But uh, you know, there, and 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 basically, the email or it was a Facebook message was basically. It sounded like when I read it was, please justify charging twenty dollars, and making me be a patron. And you know, just that day where you're just like, fuck, I've been working all day to pay for the stupid bills that I incurred trying to do this damn dream job, which didn't <laughs> fucking work out. And now I'm trying to sort of kickstart that back. Then you want, then somebody comes around and be like, hey, do a song and dance. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. And I was like, I have had it. See, that's, I fucking had it. That's where you had that jump from, uh, from question to as soon as your brain was like, it's a song and dance. Oh, my God. That's, that's all of a sudden. That was that unreasonable jump. It's true. It's true, and 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 I think that it was triggered by one unfair crit- well, one fair criticism, excuse me, which was saying, "Well, I've had difficulty becoming a patron because of the lack of uh, consistency in when the shows come out." Okay, and I'm just like, "Well, that's that is a fair, that is a fair thing." But of course, you don't register it as fair. You're just like, "You don't understand that this is not <laughs> the only thing I fucking do all day." Uh-huh. That's the that's the whole thing, and and of course, who's going to know that? They're not going to know. I mean, in everybody's world, you exist for about 30 minutes. And why would anybody think that there's not more than 30 minutes involved in the whole process? It's only 30 minutes to them. They're like, well, surely you have another 23 hours and 32 and 30 minutes to do something. Uh, I, I'm just going to put it out here. This is starting to sound like Jake from back when he was in a bad mood. No, 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 no. I, I, all I'm saying is that, you know, people can't understand context. That's normal. That is something that you sort of like, that's my fault for probably not communicating that better. You know, like how much communicating do we really do about what we do? It's still a fucking mystery to everybody. It's like a black box, man. You just hear a radio show. You don't fucking know what happened. I hunker down in my room and produce the sausage of blogging. <laughs> you don't well, want to know what happened. Yeah, there's a, well, there's that, there's that process. I'm not saying I have to be more open about how that process goes. It's just that... You know, uh, the, 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 the nature of what we do is never... Like, it's true that consistency is not our best thing. We release two a week. What that is is a Russian roulette of 
which chambers contain yeah. the episode. which exactly where do these bullets come from but we always try we we always make sure that it's going to be the days when we record this is the days when we're going to fucking load that bullet and shoot it right the days where that doesn't happen where i'm frustrated and taking it out on a person who's basically offering me money is not the best day to do a show that's what I wanted to say. That's why it is actually a lot later than I would have rather because I realized at that moment, I'm like, I can't record something literally that mad. I still need to be cool. Keep it cool. It's like only lose your cool once or twice during a show, but otherwise be cool or else it just gets a little bit too intense and then a person's got to shut you off. They're like, that's it, man. You had 15 minutes of too intense. You go from the good atheist to the angry atheist. Right. I got to remain good. Chill. So, to make things chill, we've decided, mailbag, right? Let's communicate with fans. Hopefully, that don't piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, truth be told, though, I apologized to that uh, patron. And, uh, and, you know, it's always one of those things where how are you supposed to communicate over the internet? Some things get lost in translation. I, what she was actually trying to mean was, don't you think that $20 is a bit low? And that you're not being able to make this a living in a serious career. I, I read it the other way around. So it was actually... Uh, a I complete and total screw-up. Complete and total screw-up. Don't so, worry about it. It happens. It happens. It happens every I'm, so I'm often. A, I'm an ape like everybody else. All right, let's start this mailbag, man. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm actually going to be reading the questions. You're reading because, the questions. Because Jake cannot read good. I can't read out loud good. I'm, uh, I don't maintain a very good pace when I read. That's the whole thing. I would love to read at the speed that I talk, but unfortunately there's a bit of a delay and it makes me sound like a robot. Oh, a retarded robot. Okay, Anders Espadalen asks, and you're going to have to, I'm going to apologize in advance for mangling everybody's Just nick mang- slash mangling. handle slash whatever. Be, be proud of mangling. Sounds good. What do you guys think about, number one, people being allowed slash not allowed to wear hijibs in official work positions like courthouses, police, etc.? Did you say hijibs? Hijab. Hijab. It's fine. It's... I don't know why you call it hijib. There's just so many different words for it. I don't know the pronunciation for all of them. Okay, well, let me. St- I'm going to answer that question right now. I'm saying uh, I've actually been doing a lot of research on the history of the hijab. And what's interesting about the hijab is it's not, it's not a dress, okay? It's not the thing that people wear on their head. It is a philosophy, if you want. It is basically this idea of modesty uh, applied. And the hijab is sort of like the veil. That's what it means. And the reason why you have the hijab is actually because... Uh, of of the uh, the part of the Quran that said that anyone that talked to Muhammad's wives had to talk to them through a veil, and that tradition actually comes from a mo- much more ancient Syrian tradition, which was basically a way for people to uh, display their wealth because women who wore those headdresses were not slave bitches work in the fields, so the hijab plus modesty gives you the modern day headdress. But was it Muhammad that made it hip, where everybody was like, "It was I'm just for, be it like was for Muhammad. his wives. It was for his wives alone." And trust me, that from uh, for a long time, it's never been an issue. The hijab has never been much of an issue. It's always, it, it it's how it intermingles with the culture that absorbs that fucking you know the, that that part of Islam. And that's the that's the thing about Islam is it's not it's not a religion like. Uh, centralized religion. It's just that here's an ideology. It is highly adaptable to whatever culture 
that decides to take it, and it basically just fits in like a glove because it's an interpretive fucking religion. You can see it the way you want to see it. You can justify it because apparently the Arabian language is the least accurate language known to man. Okay? There's literally not a more ambiguous ancient language. More silly than Japanese? Oh, it's, 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 it's absolutely ludicrous. You have a passage in the Quran that says that you were allowed to uh, say, or that you were supposed to protect women, and another translation could literally mean you are meant to dominate them. And they're both legitimate translations. And you're like, say what? That's a lot of ambiguity there. What is it kind of like saying they shall take dominion and you could take that as a nice dominion? Like, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not even us. just that. Is that ancient Arabic is so loose, loose, <laughs> so difficult to translate because uh, have you ever seen it? It's very confusing looking. Okay. It looks like there might be a lot of letters that may, it might be mistaken. Yes, for other that ones. is exactly what fucking happens. It's like that really long line turned out to be three characters. It's like shit. There were supposed to be two dots. There were five. I don't know what to make of this. It could mean either thing. That's what you have. This is the problem with this. You know, accuracy wise, not the best. Hey, if you're developing a language, written language, you're gonna have problems, right? Once in a while, you're gonna be like, hmm, "This really written language isn't doing it for us." It's often has problems. You would expect that from ancient languages. They're just monkeys developing these. Hello. Anyways, the, the the hijab because it's not necessarily a, a really well defined thing can go from either just a headdress for some to a full burqa for others. And again, that's a cultural thing, like the crazy mesh ones. That, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can't see anything. They look like basically what executioners in like merry old England used to have. The, to wear. It is so thick that it could literally be two dogs standing, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder, just walking about, and you'd just never know. That sounds vaguely racist. No, I, I'm saying it's like a circus trick. You know, you could have... Uh, anyway, let, let, I, I, I don't want you to skirt it. Racist, it was, you piece of I, shit. I, I'm just saying... Lowest common denominator. Anyways, right there, right there. I was, I'm, I, now I want to get back to the question, because it was very interesting history uh, Thank you. on it. But I do want to ask what you think about the current controversy about whether or not these people should be, people should be allowed to wear them. Like, say, when they're in court or dealing with the police... Well, this is a funny thing. I mean, I can't make a pronunciation on weird cultural hang-ups that people have because now you're just now you're having an argument about culture, and now you're saying, well, in our culture, we don't allow this particular rule of saying you can't wear the burqa, you can't wear the hijab in our culture. You know, in a way, it's it it really is up to those cultures to decide. I can't decide fucking for them. I would say that if you have yeah, but any you integrity in your own culture. You have to find the, 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 the best way to you know, live up to those ideals. But you know what? That is a crap answer because we all the time take things that other countries do and decide on religious issues and make a proclamation as to whether or not they're right or wrong. And you're skirting this issue. I, okay, well, fine. It's just only the reason I'm skirting is it's because it's still, it's still things we wear. And I just find I'm like, this conversation is ridiculous. It's ridiculous at the end of the day. It's like it's what people wear. It's what people wear. It's a uniform. Well, it just comes down to this is this is the discussion. Shouldn't be an issue because the whole thing is stupid, but it is, and so that makes it stupid. <laughs> it's a big stupid issue. You, the, the, my answer, unfortunately, is another skirty answer, and it is to say, well, the culture of the hijab and the culture of Islam is fucking retarded, like this problem. That's my answer. It is both are retarded. 
Both are absolute nonsense. But unfortunately, we're stuck with them. We're stuck with them. And the thing is, it's multiple degrees of nonsense. So to argue with one, you have to argue with the other. And then a person says, well, you don't bring up Islam. This is not about that. And you're like, of course it is. It's the elephant in the room. And you're saying it's not just, it's not a matter of the burqa it's a, or, or the hijab. It's the matter of the culture that, that forces women to wear this. And that's the real issue. That's the real debate. And it's like, if you want to have a debate about that, we'll have a debate about that. Yeah, if you're having the, a, the a, fact that women actually think it's normal and they're perfectly okay with it, because they're just like, yeah, that's how I was raised. And I think it's perfectly They acceptable. wouldn't see it as weird. You see it as weird because you're not into it. And that's the, that's the crazy thing. That's the unfortunate thing about it. You can't let uh, the, the whole hijab thing be where you decide to have the conversation. The conversation is one level over. The real conversation is that Islam in general... Because of the, the its habit of, of incorporating like cultural elements that are you know per, uh, very strongly misogynistic, you're saying this is the real issue here. The real is the merger of the two. The, the demon at the middle is of course Islam, but there there are other factors at play too. It's a very complicated fucking issue, but we're not dealing in the right way. We're dealing it again with just sort of like a matter of who's allowed to dress and what. And how do you think that's interpreted from people that think that we're being completely unreasonable? Because, of course, that's how it seems. You're like, why won't you let me wear a scarf on my head? This is fucking stupid. <laughs> of course it's stupid. That's not what the fucking conversation is about. So I, I'm like, the answer to that question is so complicated that, unfortunately, I can't satisfy you with an answer. Well, Anders has a second question that's kind of an offshoot of it. We can touch on it again because I do have a bit of a different answer for it. When the Muslim female community finally got their chance at using public swimming areas using the burkini, it ended up being illegal to wear in public swimming pools due to hygienic reasons. Thoughts? Well, I'm not entirely sure that the whole hygienic reason is... uh, Legitimate. Legitimate. I mean, how many fat people do you see with T-shirts? Huh? I mean, and they have probably a lot of fabric on those massive bodies. So, I mean, it's not a question of, oh, you're bringing clothing into a pool. Because you could just definitely say, I don't wear this outside. It's like, who wears a burkini to the pool? To, yeah, <laughs> it's on like the way to the pool. These are extremely modest people. I guarantee you, <laughs> what they consider a bikini, they won't wear on the way there. It's not going to be out and about. It's going to be packed away in a tiny black box in the corner of their thing hopefully where the husband never finds it (laughs) and apparently they probably have to change in some black hole where no light can sort of enter so no one ever sees them change or some insanity who knows but the hygiene issue is just it's 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 what it is it's pretty obvious i'm like this is an attempt to undermine the whole thing and if it's uh it's underhanded it's pretty underhanded uh, and of course, what does that make us look like? Well, that's that's what that's kind of what was interesting about the question is because you got into got into a good on the first part about the real conversation that needs to be had, but then you brought up the fact that this stuff happens all the time, and it's like sometimes they, you know, it's just clashing. They're making people people on both sides are. Clashing. Well, we you know even in that even if when you're saying I'm going to have a reasonable fucking talk about this. There, there, are, there are obviously lines that are being drawn somewhere. So if you go to mm-hmm. Dubai and you walk around in a fucking bikini, or you go to, uh, to America and you walk around in a burqa, those are the extremes that everybody's like, whoa, not fucking cool. And, and you know what? To some degree, I'm like, that's fine. You know, let's have those rules. Let's have those rules and we'll fucking meet in the middle. That's where we're going to really have the conversation. Because everybody on the outside, you know, they're not going to be reasonable anyways. So let's not include them in the conversation because they're just nuts. I like it. Okay, Vladimir asks, 
I'd like your take on why Lost is a popular show. You know, you're asking to the two guys who have probably never seen an episode. Like, have you ever seen a full episode? No. I, well, actually, I watched like the first three episodes, and then I decided I wasn't going to watch it till I knew the end wasn't bullshit. Because, and but this now is it's th- all ambiguous. The end is apparently bullshit Ambi- for some and, bullsh- and not bullshit for others. So what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Answer is ambiguous. Mm, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but actually, his follow-up question is also ending in Battlestar Galactica. He's a bit of a geek. I can dig it. Makes me made me puke. Am I the only one? Let me tell you what, sir. I did not fall for the Battlestar Galactica thing after the third season. As soon as they did that weird time warp thing, where like three years later, I was like, I am quitting this show. I don't even understand why. Look, if a person says, "How? Why was I disappointed from Battlestar Galactica?" I'm like, you were aware that the original one was essentially the tale of Mormonism. Okay, that's what it was. The 13th tribe of Israel, which is what they are, the 13th tribe, okay, tries to find a new land. Mm. This is America. It's Mormonism, okay? I'm, I'm actually pretty sure the guy who wrote it was also a Mormon. So are you basically saying that... Uh, Battle of the Star Galactica, the original one, yeah. was a Mormon tale. Uh-huh. But are, are you saying that's like a bad thing? No, I'm just saying that if you're saying like, oh, there's all these religious things in there. What the fuck is up with that? The, the basis of the story is... You know, oh, religious. You're talking about generally people complaining about the religious overtones. Yes, and stuff? I'm like overtones. The fucking the the, the, <laughs> the idea came from a religious undertone. You just have to deal with that fact. It's like saying I was really disappointed that uh, the Matrix at the end he's like a Jesus figure. I'm like it it, it is a Messiah like story. Yes, it's going to be played out. But you know, here's the good news: Jesus was not the first one to have that story. Go read up on Mithras. You're like, oh, Mithras again? God, I'm so bored of that story. When's Hollywood going to come up some, with some original ideas? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, and his third, uh, Vladimir's third question. Also, it will be nice to have some insight where we can contact Freethinker communities. I'm in Belgrade, Serbia, so no luck finding one here. Well, uh, you know what? There's been a whole bunch of fans that have been trying to force me to put up a forum and things like that. But I'm not one to just do things the conventional style. And uh, one of the things that I'd like to do is, is to build more of a community a- element to Good Atheist. And uh, I actually wanted to add a portion where people could be able to find each other or have links, uh, you know, depending on where they are, things like that. I don't. I haven't quite finished thinking about the idea, to be quite honest with you. But, but you're uh, trying to figure out some way to help people like him, right? Exactly. And and you know, what? honest truth is, if you have ideas and suggestions that you think you would love to uh, have incorporated, please email me. I would love to hear your ideas because we're basically on the edge of upgrading all of our website stuff to a new everything. And we're, at that we're, point, we're hoping to start using technology to foster atheism in some some way. We're still thinking about it. We're still working it out. Yeah, we don't have to play by the conventional rules. We could just say, hey, what would people really want? And that you are the people. You are the people. And uh, we're going to ask you. You can go to the site, uh, and there's an, there's an email, contact us link, if you're just never go to the site, it's jacobfortan at gmail.com. Just email me, uh, and uh, I, I may not get back to you right away. Honestly, I am still kind of a little overloaded <laughs> with all the work, but I want to bank your ideas. And then when we finally have the time and the money, because that's essentially what we're working on right now, getting the money to just pay off debt so we can actually invest 
pretty heavily into making a system that rocks. RestoreTheGoodAtheist.com Restore it. <laughs> it's really, like Stephen Baldwin. Restore Stephen yeah. Baldwin. Restore Jacob Fortan. <laughs> restore him. Now, I just want to put in one thing on the Freethinker community thing is that uh, this isn't going to work for Vladimir since he is in Serbia, and I'm pretty sure that he would be correct in thinking there is not a Freethinker community. If there's like atheist communities or an atheist group, they might it might be some kind of crazy like militia and atheism is just one of their tenants called like the tripod of Zod. Do you know anything about that place? <laughs> I don't think this is accurate at all. I'm just going to put that out there of saying remember how yesterday I was saying I have no real uh, knowledge of the Eastern of, Europe? Right. In terms of the history, like I've done uh you know, I've studied Roman history, I've studied, uh, you know, the, the history of Europe, yep. but not, not the Eastern Europe and, and Russian counterparts. But I'm going to call bullshit here. No, no, you <laughs> absolutely can, because our entire stereotypical humor-based attitude towards Serbia, I mean, it could have gone a lot worse. Let's just... In, in, in terms of your... your <laughs> My your, ignorance. Your ignorance could have been worse. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I, I love the fact that we don't seek to gain any credibility... <laughs> We don't. Mm. But, I, I mean, it might not help him because I don't know what the situation is over there. There we go. But, I mean, I didn't think there was much going on around Montreal until I spent a little time on Google. Because, honestly, Google, nowadays, if you think you're going to find something just by typing in one thing, it's like... There's too much junk There's on the too net. much crap on the net right now. Yeah. You're going to have to We're look We're part of that more. crap. We're part of that crap. Absolutely. There's definitely people that probably fall onto us Looking. hoping to find something much better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, I found a Montreal Freethinkers group. I haven't gone to any other things yet. I keep always saying, I got to go. It's stupid for me not to go, but, man, life gets in the way. But, yeah, for anybody listening, you would be surprised. Just just look around. Try Bing. It's actually being kind of good i'm surprised oh my god i know it's it's so crazy i'm can a they pay us every time we say bing like on Stephen uh, colbert yeah. show i don't know be like please pay us a dollar we'll just have an at the end part we'll just be like bing, 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 bing. No, I, I tried bing because google was failing me too often i type in stuff about you know whether or not the ps3 can play div x film nerd talk right there get an answer from 2007 that is no well can i just meanwhile in 2010 yes it can Maybe that's the whole thing where now that Microsoft isn't the biggest corporation in the world, they can start succeeding again. Because <laughs> mm. apparently when you're big, that's when you start failing. Yep. Hint, hint, iPhone uh, is uh, sucking right now. Indeed. But yeah, look around because you would be surprised what there is. If not right around you, then the like events that are happening within, you know, sometimes it can be bad. If you're in the middle of nowhere... You might have to drive 10 hours to go to a convention, but I imagine that would be pretty fucking enlightening spiritually and not well, in like a you know what? god Here's, way. Well, one of those ideas is just to say if we had an option for people that could go on the site in, in a forum thing and put up notifications of when they're having events and shit, don't you think that would be helpful? Uh, people posting events of what's going on. Well, I mean, if you actually wanted to have a comprehensive list that you monitored, that would be really useful. But I'm not saying, why should I monitor it? Why shouldn't people put up events of what they're doing atheist-related? Because then a third of it will be on there, and the other two-thirds will be wherever else these things are, which is nowhere atheists can easily find them, apparently. So what? It's a calendar of just things that are happening. A partial calendar of things. Of events. And, oh, it's like, oh, shit, there's an event in Nebraska that I can't show up. Trust me when I say that I think the comfort of knowing that these events are happening is payment in itself. I'm just saying, I like the idea of having a a comprehensive list. 
comprehensive well, meaning the key word. No, see, comprehensive is in, I don't want to do any work. <laughs> I want other people to fucking do that work of putting up events. Is it too much to ask for a person? It's like, it's your event, goddammit. Put it up. Jacob Fortin, spreading the word of atheism by Lazily. doing nothing. <laughs> Lazily. Okay, let's move on. Ryan asks, is university education a good thing for encouraging original thought slash critical reasoning, or does it turn us into tools? Should we cast judgment on those who prefer to remain uneducated, for example, don't go to school, for holding up society's progress? And if university education is a good thing, should the state fund it for everyone, like, is it a public good, or should individuals bear all the cost slash responsibility? As in, is it should it be private? Well, uh, according to him, if we did hold up people that don't have university educations as holding back society, I'm apparently holding back society. So am I. <laughs> we don't have university educations. We're not educated men. At least not <laughs> classically. That is, yeah. I don't have a university degree. I don't have a much more than what's a, a college degree, which over here is basically uh, like... Uh, uh, high school like a little bit higher than high school almost like a trade college essentially and that's what you have right you have a trade college diploma yes what, what is your trade college diploma algonquin advertising yeah but what is it what did you do in this uh, program oh i did advertising it was it was it was it was a real deal thing but it's just why, it's, why do we have no advertising why, why don't we know anything about it you went to school see this is what you get uh, now, education, you know you're the worst advertiser. You don't know anything about I'm advertising. Work, I'm working with zero dollars here, man. It was not... Okay, it, it let's, say, it let's, say, it, let's say I, I throw $1,000. What was the first thing that you would do, Mr. I have a trade college you education? Know what? I, I, I just want to put it out there and say that obviously I didn't learn very much. So stop blaming me. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm only using this to highlight the, the fact that that's how good our, uh, you know... Post-secondary education, <laughs> and is. that's how useless, useless <laughs> it has been in our in our in our lives. But you know, I don't. Uh, I will say one thing about school is that you won't get dumber going through it. No, so no, and you know what? And for thing. a lot of people that just don't know what the fuck they're gonna do, uh, until you have a better option to what to to that in between of what the fuck am I gonna do with my life? It's not the worst thing you can do. Now, with that said. This is in a place where the, uh, in, a, in a country where it won't literally put you in debt for the rest of your life to do so. Mm. And that's my point is that I, I don't know if government can bear all the cost of it because the honest truth is that it isn't valuable for everybody like as much as, say, we, we, we would put into it if we paid for the entire thing. But there is definitely a part that we should because there is a value that we can attribute to it. You know, I would I would say that everybody we should invest at least a few thousand dollars into other people's education further on after high school. I would be worth my tax dollars going into that effort. The whole thing, maybe not. I don't know. I just uh, it's a lot of money. <laughs> well, and, and how much and how much and how much benefit are, are some people getting out of it? You know, it's funny. My, one of my friends. His, his wife has a university degree, and she's just going to be a stay-at-home mom for probably the next eight to ten years. Wow, that was a uh, – that was a, that was just like a – She's a really well-educated mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of them, but I mean to say that it's a, a waste. I mean I'm going to say the most important thing I could say about this question is, is that you know as far as holding up society's progress – university degrees aren't going to be the deciding factor in that. It's whether or not a person is plugged into the important things going on in the world. If they're smart and if they're... Because, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody learns because of their own faculties. Nobody came over and spoon-fed your brain. You did... 
you know, you, you learn yourself. It's just that sometimes people need to be put in little rooms and told where to learn. And sometimes people just fucking, here, take this book and read it and you'll learn this. Mm-hmm. And it, everybody's got their different style. But it's just, you know, university is not the end-all, be-all. If you're listening to this, you're probably more educated than I am technically. <laughs> That's just our demo. Yep. They're all more educated than me there's on pro- paper. There's probably some people who are under the age of 20 who are more educated. Yeah. <laughs> I know there are. I talk to these people. They have more education than us. Okay, let's move on. Andy Davies asked, Why is it that the USA, with strict separation of church and state enshrined in its constitution, is so overtly religious, whereas here in the UK, where there's no formal separation, over half the population define themselves as unreligious? Well, here's the interesting thing about the United States, is that the reason why they have the separation of church and state is because they're so religious. I mean, you... you the, the the reason everybody was fighting for it wasn't because they were giant secularists over there. It was just because there were so many fucking denominations in the United States in terms of religions that no one of them wanted the other one to have the upper hand. And they're all different. Like, you have to remember that we live in the day of Christian ecumenism, which means that Christianity is mostly getting along all the different denominations. This is a relatively recent phenomenon, okay? How recent? Decades only a few, probably about as old as you, have they been getting along. You know, for you're about 20 years old. So you're, you, you don't even know. You, they're in, back in the day, no, forget about it. Way too much strife. So it doesn't surprise me. You'd be saying like, well, if they have separation church and state, surely it must be uh, less religious. No, they're really religious. That's why they needed it. Because <laughs> they were just fucking each other over without it. And my theory on the UK thing is you guys got fucked over for so long on that that you you still remember and you hate it. It's like the, 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 the emotions over there were very strong towards how much they disliked religion. Well, you, you remember that people left for the United States to seek you know religious uh, independence. There's got to be some that didn't want to make that trek who still felt pretty cheated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not everybody packs up and leaves. Most of them stay and just be like, I'm going to curse under my breath. Yeah. Andy Davies adds, This situation does appear to be changing, however, with the church and religious groups and MPs increasingly trying to infiltrate faith into British government and life, and not without some success. You know, I, that's, uh, that's something that I've been noticing as well, and it's them trying to pick up on some weird American... Like, they see how that's working, and, and some guys are just trying to play the polls that way. Hopefully it will... It's a political strategy. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a religious movement. It's a political strategy that, that threatens us, that caters to these religious dummies. Like, th- this is a dummy demographic that they know and they can control. I mean, they don't have any... The, the people who control those individuals, like neocons... Like, do you ever read neocon literature about religion? I mean, they disdain it. Every serious neoconservative in the United States, like, they had the whole, um, you know, the, the, how do you call it again, the noble lie. This was a neocon idea that religion basically served its purpose. They, the masses could not handle atheism mm-hmm. or lack of belief in God. And this is a neoconservative idea from the neoconservative god of theirs, Leo, uh, Leo Strauss, I think his name is. Fucking atheist, neocon, atheist. But I'm like, they don't care for as far intellectual integrity is not a thing that they were worried about when it comes to the noble lie. They're like, these proles are fucking idiots. Let's use them. Hey, religion is a useful thing for proles. Karl Marx talks about it. Let's fucking see if it... <laughs> let's see if it holds true. And of course it does. Of course it does. It is an astute observation. 
Okay, Variable asks, were either of you brought up religious and when did you stop believing? Basically, did you never have faith? Was it a gradual process or was there a single there is no Santa moment? Uh, well, in terms of me, I, I explained this in my lecture before, is that as far as I remember, no. But memory is a tricky thing, right? You could probably have believed some time and never even knew it, just because you can't remember really that far. But if I did really believe in it, it was a, it was a juvenile belief. Kind of the same way that you think that your parents are fucking God until, you know, you're about four or five when you start rebelling against them and saying, you know, fuck you. Mm. But, you know, it, it's a natural thing. It's part of our infancy. So I'm, I'm sure at some point I thought, you know, I believed in it. But the, def the, the, the definitive moments in, in how my brain came to be was not during any religious indoctrination, I can assure you of that. Mm. Never there. I just you? I just found it stupid, for, and it wasn't like I spent a lot of time thinking about it. It's just that I always found it to be stupid. See, Ryan not Ryan is an intuitive intelligence that I appreciate. He's just like this is dumb. <laughs> he doesn't need to think about it. He's intuitively brilliant. He's just like this is dumb. <laughs> that pretty much describes it. It wasn't in any kind of smart philosophical way. It's just I read it and I was like, this is obviously stupid. <laughs> well, this is also proof that uh, I, I believe that there's a wide range of disbelief. I mean, you could be, you could say that I'm not a very educated or smart person and still smell the bullshit. Just like sometimes even when you're too smart and you're just listening to the arguments that sound convincing, you can convince yourself of it even though it's absolute nonsense that a person with a quarter of your education would sniff right through and say, that's their bullshit, man. That's fucking bullshit. Okay, Petrius asks, oh, I, I remember this one. This is enjoyable. I believe evolution theory has shown that free will is impossible. If we can decide without causality, we define ourselves as little gods. So our self-being is as real as God. Does it hurt? Uh, I almost feel like it's, it should have been a Zen Cohen. But is it a riddle? No, it's, 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 it's almost <laughs> like, here's the, what's really funny. All of those sentences... Don't make any sense. It's almost like one of those uh, new age new age speak. Where you're like, I am the infinity of of being. Is it kind of like timecube.com? Oh, it's a bit timecube. <laughs> it's a bit timecube. I'm like, look, evolutionary theory has not determined uh, free will, so I don't know where you're getting that. It's uh, it's kind of crazy that you think that way. Uh, I don't understand what, what, what about your little gods is. Whatever, we can decide without causality, then we define ourselves as little gods. I think he's basically saying that if we're allowed to make decisions, we're basically gods. And I'm like, gods is a stupid concept anyways. Another thing that's just inherently stupid. So I guess you could say it because welcome to basic ground level. Oh, my God. But the problem is actually the first sentence contradicts the second sentence. Because if you have no free will, then you're not actually deciding anything, and therefore you aren't little gods. So my suggestion to you, Petraeus, is to learn to pose questions that don't create logical, uh, you know, sort of like uh, opposites. Because th that, those two things don't actually make sense. The, the pleasant nuttiness doesn't quite click with me. and it's Because uh, I always like finding out the story behind these things, because they're always so pleasant. But yeah, I don't quite... Let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Lee asks, People criticized aliens as being unrealistic in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yet were happy to go along with religious phenomena in the first three, without the same issue. I th I've often spoken to people who think it is as unlikely, if not more so, to think that there may be aliens as it is to believe that a reality, uh, believe in the reality of religious stories, ghosts, etc. 
Why do you think that might be? Okay, well, right? let's, let's talk about the Indiana Jones thing first. Well, can, can I just say this first? Okay. It's a short thing I'm going to say. If you are looking at movies and judging them by the most believable stories, what the hell is wrong with you? That's the first thing I'm going to say. It's Indiana Jones. Okay, let's talk about Indiana Jones as a general movie, the fourth one. Well, how do we regard that movie, by the way, Ryan? The worst Indiana Jones in the history of Indiana Jones? It's not an Indiana Jones. It's even worse than the imaginary Indiana Jones that didn't get made that was going to be Indiana Jones in the haunted house. Let me, let me tell you something. If Indiana Jones is a religion, then uh, this would be heresy. This is a fucking heresy, and uh, we need an inquisition, and we need to destroy all copies of uh, Indiana Jones 4 like it never happened we're gonna do what the Christians did to the library of Alexandria burn it down but it's just the Crystal Skull movies were stupid the first three well I mean I guess Temple of Doom is debatable uh, but the first three were just well told stories the second one's not as awesome as the one and three but it's still an Indiana Jones movie but, yeah. buddy it's still an Indiana Jones uh, here's what I'm going to say besides, about it. If you released Temple of Doom nowadays, oh boy, you would have some angry Indians and Pakistanis. Let me tell they, you what. They're still quite angry at that one, actually. <laughs> but here's what, here's, what I would, here's what I would say about the whole Indiana Jones thing. And it's the same thing about X-Files. I loved X-Files, except for the whole alien conspiracy theory. I loved the supernatural element of it. I loved how Fox Mulder was always right because in that bizarro world, the supernatural was real, and it makes sense. I'm like, I don't need my movies to be realistic. They would be boring. If we depicted space the way that probably space travel would take, it would be really boring. Sorry, folks, space is boring. Like, you ever see those movies where all of a sudden the spaceship is avoiding asteroids and shit? Yeah, that's not real, buddy. Asteroids are so far apart from one another that you can't even see one if you're just at one asteroid. Because if you could, they would have probably collided by now. So space is fucking empty and boring. But I don't want my fucking space movies to be boring just like I don't want my goddamn supernatural fun movies to be boring. My whole thing, my problem with Crystal Skull is I'm like, did you forget that Indiana Jones was about the supernatural? What the fuck is this alien shit? Like, did you do a survey and ask, would you rather to see uh, Indiana Jones with uh, alien uh, with alien uh, skulls or uh, ancient relics of uh, religious uh, heritage? I'm like, aliens, woo! What the fuck was that? Bad marketing survey. Who wrote that? Where do they live? I'm going to hunt them down. Well, you can never really guess what George Lucas is going to ruin. Well, I guess you can, and it would be everything. But, like, you know what... <laughs> If, if you put, give, give that survey to me, I might choose Aliens as well. It just The main thing about it, it was not done well. I mean, for God's sakes, the movie is a piece of trash. <laughs> Let us never speak of it again. It's Thank a, you for bringing that up, Lee. But I'm going to be pissing blood. I'm so angry. But let's, let's talk, because I, I feel like that was a setup to the question, so I'd hate not to answer the question, which was basically that, that people... It's basically saying people are more likely to believe in... Religion than in than in aliens. aliens, and does that make sense given yeah. what we know? I would say I would say no, but it, it, again, it depends on how you're defining aliens here. Are you talking aliens like here's a bunch of slime that lives on uh, Ionia or some fucking crazy ass little moon that uh, orbits around or Io or whatever that orbits around Jupiter, Europa? That's the one that I think they have. They say is the one that probably has life if there is. Mm-hmm. Because it has like those red things in the ice, and they're like, we think that's life. That's pretty fucked up. But yeah, okay. So you got you got alien life is in not really complex. Not gonna fucking talk to you. Doesn't give a shit. 
Yeah. And I was like, that's probably really pervasive. I have this, I have this idea now, like I've been really thinking about this recently, you, just saying how the laws of physics work is I'm like, I think it's all just really fundamental laws and it's just, it, it's going to fucking happen again and again and again. That's how I feel. That's, that's what I'm starting to, th- to think. I may be wrong. But about life in the galaxy, life in the universe says? in general, yeah, I think that because it is only the product of physical laws that it should be fairly not easy to predict into how it's going to develop, because again, I don't know if you remember the lecture where I was talking about all the different possibilities you could have towards life, like just in terms of how the code works mm-hmm. and how you could rearrange it, you could rearrange it more times then there are atoms in the universe. See, I want to believe the same thing, but I've watched too many crappy Discovery Channel documentaries that that try to build things up and then give the statistical realities, and they didn't look good to, to say for sure. So I, I'm just going to say that uh, as far as the comparison goes... Well, I, I, I am almost 99% sure that ghosts are not real. I was going to put that out there. I'm willing to, you know, have an open mind about ghosts about the same amount that I'm willing to have an open mind about goblins. Because there's no... You can't... There's no model for why there would be ghosts. If you're saying, well, our consciousness exists outside our bodies, I'm like, what? (laughs) Uh, Do you have any evidence to support that? Because as far as we know, you are your brain. When your brain stops working, so does your consciousness. So... What is your fucking model exactly that we're that there's a personality that's floating around in your brain and then it just escapes it like a gas or something? It's fucking ludicrous. It is quite ludicrous. And where where does that where does that spirit go when half of it is only left after someone gets smashed in the head with a hammer? <laughs> yeah, what what do you do about people who have complete personality changes? I'm like, does your personality uh, come with you with a ghost? Which spirit gets to live? Yeah, be like, was it Jake before the brain hemorrhage or after or, the brain or hemorrhage? Or the Jake that masturbates all the time after being in that horrible car accident. I would hope he just the... won't stop playing with himself. <laughs> I would hope masturbating Jake would get to go to heaven. We tried to put a cone around his dick, but he wouldn't stop. <laughs> Boxing gloves and a cone, nothing stops He'd him. Find things. He just. Find ways to fuck things. Okay, let's keep rolling. A brown lamp asks, can you articulate why you have such a disdain for religion in North America today? Is it based on believers pushing laws derived from biblical code? Is it exasperation over how many people could believe such obvious nonsense? What really motivates you to feel the way you do? So is this a statement about, hey, Jacob, I've noticed that you have a lot of vitriol about I guess. I've seen your gigantic skyscraper. Tell me about the foundation. (laughs) Um, there's no real fundamental reason other than, I mean, uh, I, I think Ryan can describe me as one of those hopeless, um, uh, like what's I, right is optimist. right and what's wrong is wrong. That's your whole thing. Jake has to be right. And Jake believes in reality and therefore what's wrong is, is just unacceptable. <laughs> That's I, my grokking of your right. atheistic thing. And it, it has nothing to do with religion as you per, well, actually you do kind of, uh, you know, I'm I look at gonna, it. I, I look I, at it as frame of frames of mind, rather than sort of like, oh, are, are you against Christianity? I'm like, dig deeper. Let's take a step back. You know, it's not just Christianity or Islam. I'm like, these are words to describe something more fundamental that I find insulting to the human mind. You know, I accept the fact that we are apes. Okay, I'm writing a book called Holy Shit, I'm an Ape. I 
you know, I, I, I really understand that I've grokked it a lot. I've, I know and realize and fully accept my animal side. I just don't fucking have to be happy about it. You know, if I sit down with my animal self and have a little interview and saying like, Hey, monkey Jake, how do you feel about all these various things? He's not going to have always the right answers. I'm not going to like the answers that he gives sometimes. You're just like, you're not fucking perfect. You are just, you're, you are the product of a messy evolutionary process. A lot of times your answers are going to be wrong. The same way that I was wrong against that, you know, when, when I chastised a person who was trying to support me. They were trying to be nice, and here I, my monkey self fucking took control. And I was like, <laughs> and I threw poo at them. I threw poo at them. <laughs> and you know what? I'm like, why did I do that? Oh, I don't know. I'm a fucking ape, man. It's like I'm not always too fucking happy about that. So I believe that you just, you, you sometimes you have to throw up a barrier or two. Keep that monkey caged to some degree. Figure out ways to trick the monkey side of yourself so you can just... Be rational and reasonable. So you see that all this God stuff is just part of our stupid monkey heritage. Absolutely, man. I mean, look, we're not the only species, hominid species that believed in religion. You know, there's evidence that Neanderthals believed, and they're not fucking human. They were another ape species, and they also believed in fucking God. They probably got to a particular stage in their evolutionary development of their mind where they were like, surely something big made this burr. And like, that's a, that's a thing a monkey comes up with. Stupid. It's just, it is not worthy of the kind of intellectual growth that we've done. It's time to move on. I would love to grow as an adult species. Just sick and tired of this juvenile state where we can't, you know, we can't even just come to an agreement and say, hey, vaccinations are good. We can't even do that. Intelligent fucking people are having these debates. Every fucking day I'm having a goddamn conversation with someone who's like, I'm just not sure about vaccinations. That's why I'm mad. It's not just the fucking religion. It's everything. And, and you know what? The worst thing about that is I was that stupid. I was so stupid before that I believed in conspiracy theories and fucking all kinds of nonsense. And I'm angry at my old self's ignorance. I hope I continue to be angry at my ignorance. I think that's a fine emotion to be angry at ignorance of, 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 of what you believe be angry when you've been stupid for so long. You should be. You wasted your time thinking wrong. Thinking dumb. All right. Next question. <laughs> okay. Also, what are your thoughts on the death penalty? I've always felt the argument that we're better than that was a little disingenuous. I mean, you are keeping them locked up in a cage for the rest of their lives until they're dead. Isn't that worse? Uh, ask them. I would say if you had the option, what would you pick? Would you would you pick life imprisonment or the death penalty, like dying tomorrow? Life imprisonment. Of course. See, that's the that's how I feel about the death penalty, guy. I feel that we're taking away a person's choice to live, and and as disgusting and despicable as I think that some human beings are, I don't think that it's our right and responsibility to take their life, especially not in some kind of like. But we can give them the option. Hey. I say make death penalty an option in. You can buy into it. Why not? You want to keep the death penalty? Fine. Make it optional. And if you you will notice a 100% fucking reduction in death penalties once you make it optional. People want to live. And I think that that's actually an admirable trait that uh, we should keep. That's the one thing that I, I think to some degree if we were ever to say, what is a humane thing to do? Let's try to not take away a person's right to live. Let's just make that a thing. Mm. Call it fucking dogma if you want. I don't give a shit. 
Okay, uh, Keop asks, favorite most respected atheists of today? Favorite atheists in history? List of atheist groups worth supporting? Oof. This, uh, that's not so much a question as sort of like, provide me the resources. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big list. I mean, it's a pretty it's... big list. Um, okay, what's your most respected atheist today? Ryan? Uh, does he have to be alive? Uh, yes, that is today. He has to be as al- alive as of today. Well, I'll tell you my, my most enjoyable stupid celebrity atheist. Well, sure. I mean, it's respect. You could respect him for other reasons other than their intellectual fucking prowess. Brad Pitt. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> I just He's done all right. Yeah, he's, he's okay. And right. I, I've gone through my I hate Brad Pitt phases, you know? But, yeah, but uh, who's not going to hate the pretty boy who has, you know, who's uncommonly beautiful? Mm-hmm. Like, I hate those guys because I'm not uncommonly beautiful and I'm jealous. I admit that. I deal with that. So I'm not going to hate Brad Pitt for being uncommonly beautiful. I think that's just rude. Just rude. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I, th- I would say my most respected atheist is, uh, is probably Christopher Hitchens. Not because I respect his, all of his opinions, because some of them I really strongly disagree with. But God damn it, the man is a mastermind. Okay? Like if you were to ask me who is a powerful intellect that you were just kind of like, oh, bow down to, I'm like, I would, I would shit my pants trying to have a debate with this man. He's like the atheist Jack Kerouac. He's, yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I know that if I had a discussion with Richard Dawkins, I could probably bully him a little bit. Because, you know, he's a nice guy. And there are lots of things that he admits ignorance to. And I'm an aggressive person. And if I got over that whole hero worship of someone, you could knock him down. It happens. I could not knock down Christopher Hitchens. The man has lived, okay? The man has lived. So mm-hmm. he, would, uh, he would totally school me. I mean, it's not just respect because I, I respect the way that he thinks. I respected the fact that, you know, he lived, uh, he, he tried to live the, the life that he wanted to lead. Like, when he decided to become a Marxist, he goes to Cuba, man. He just mm-hmm. goes there. How many fucking people would do that? I don't know a lot of people like that. And instantly, they already have my respect. But also to do that, to, to, to sort of see it and to say, this is all bullshit... You know, to also have the, the, the frame of mind and, and, and the fortitude of mind to just say, I'm not going to believe in this anymore. You know, to, to be able to change their opinions, which he's done a mm-hmm. lot. And, and for formidable intellect to be able to change their opinions through time, demonstrate something about that intellect, I think. That's what I admire. I mean, you know me as a person who tries to, every so often to have a fundamental change. I mean, I, I, I respect him because I, I you know, there, in, in many regards, I would like to emulate... Uh, you know the, the the intellectual and and, and relative success that uh, Christopher Hitchens has had. I'm like I would like to live part of his life. Hmm. Okay, favorite atheist in history. Well, I thought he was going to be yours, but he's uh, he's you, mine. See, you, of, you keep on you keep on stating that I, mine's going to be. But you you always Russell. said Bertrand Russell rocks, and I was no, just he's like just, I was he's trying my to... favorite atheist author. Oh, yeah. well, I I like Bertrand Russell for a number of reasons, just because I. You know, there's also the fact that he was a brilliant mathematician and, and, and all these other fucking awesome things about him. Just, and when you listen to him speak, you're just like, this is a, this is a brain. This is a mind. Hmm. And uh, a man who wasn't afraid to speak his mind, too. And, and at, at a time when atheism must have seemed like coming out and saying that I'm a mass murderer. And to just be so unavowedly proud of that shit. Unbelievable. I can't even imagine. Yeah, he spearheaded a movement back when it oh, probably wasn't the best. <laughs> it wasn't the most highly regarded thing to do. 
Nope. There are there are some people that uh, I, I think that you should, you know, like everybody that comes to the site and be like, hey, well, who are some authors that I should check out? Who are some historical figures? Bertrand Russell is the fucking top of that list. You will not find any of the four horsemen of the uh, atheist apocalypse that will not talk about Bertrand Russell. That's the man everybody talks about. The granddaddy. The fucking granddaddy of the atheist movement. <laughs> and as for a list of atheist group worth supporting, uh, you know what? Honestly, I... I can't answer that question. Okay, Tercero says, Are you in favor of abortion? If so, why? Is it logical to kill someone just because the mother doesn't want to have the baby slash thinks she isn't able to give her baby a good life? I mean, in the first case, there was only nine fucking months of pregnancy, which isn't such a huge amount of time. While the new man slash woman will live up to 70 to 80 years. In the second case, I'd prefer to be adopted slash live in an adoption place. Sorry, I don't know the word for this. Rather than being killed. In my opinion, the only case when adoption is reasonable is when the mother is in danger of death. I guess he means uh, when adoption uh, isn't the most reasonable answer and abortion should be allowed. Uh, In the other hand, another argument I've heard is the let women do whatever they want with their bodies. But once an ovule is fertilized, a new life has begun. I mean, the cellule will start to reproduce and won't stop. Another example would be if a mother kills his one-year-old son, isn't she doing the same? Also, I'm an atheist, so the God aborts a lot of times slash natural abortion doesn't really matter to me. If a natural abortion happens, it's because something went wrong with pregnancy, which has nothing to do with the main discussion, which I guess is the morality of, of abortion. It's interesting what you were saying before when you were reading the question first, and you're like, wow, this must be a guy. <laughs> this must be a guy. Only a guy would say there, there are only nine fucking months of pregnancy, which isn't such a huge amount of time. <laughs> Other than just, the fact that sort of like having a baby will take years off your life, like they, they will they will steal nutrients from you. It's why if you have a lot of kids, you have to be worried about osteoporosis and all these other kinds of fucking things. There is a cost. There's a real cost associated with having kids. That's the first thing. So it's not just nine months and you're done. It's not passing like fucking a really gigantic bowel movement. All right, there's a little bit more involved here. <laughs> Now, okay. As for the as for the whole God aborts things a lot of time or, or abortions. That's one of your actually. favorite jokes. You you do like to use that one. Yes, I know it's true, and I'm not going to use it uh, basically because you know that is a good argument. Just because something is natural doesn't mean that it's right. And yeah. I had a fucking podcast exactly about that subject. Yeah. So and we, we but, but we, we've already we've already yeah. dealt with the abortion topic and it like like basically we take a look at it from a scientific point of view and say okay this is kind of the drawing point where we want to say this is a human being that that needs to be protected because these are the guidelines for what we say is reasonable and uh, you know most people have these abortions before they get anywhere close to the point where we consider where reasonable people consider a baby to be a baby Do you know and not just a bunch of random Cells. Well, here's what's really funny about that question, actually, because just today I was reading an article about the fact that uh, a new study that they conducted, I think it's in Great Britain, uh, uh, determined that in the twenty up until the 24th week and even beyond that, there's no indication that the fetus would feel any pain. Mm-hmm. That it's basically regarded as a state of complete unconsciousness. They were even talking. The reason for they were doing the study was to find out if anesthesia was necessary during pregnancies if they had to do some kind of surgery on on uh on the fetus and they decide that you don't even need anesthesia you can just operate you know even up to the third trimester but what about its soul jacob see that's the real issue here and this is what everybody's talking about you when when he said this that as soon as fucking the cells meet a new life is formed you're looking at it from kind of like david attenborough fucking narrating a new life is formed 
Okay, let's rewind that and deal with reality for a second, where every new life that's formed isn't a magical, glorious thing, okay? Unfortunately, because evolution is a fucking bitch, sometimes the new life that's being formed is a parasite inside the brain of an ant that is driven literally mad and climbs the, the, you know, the, or not, not an ant, but a grasshopper, goes nuts, climbs the height of, like, stalks of, uh, of corn to be eaten by another species because that bacteria uh, needs to be reproduced. Or not that bacteria, but that, that animal needs, to, needs the grasshopper to be eaten. In other words, life is not fucking precious like you see it is. Now, we get to kind of, like, mess around with that a little bit, right? We can say, let's be reasonable, and I think that's that's good. We can say, well, there's a certain stage where we th- we think that's disgusting, or that's just not appropriate. And you're just like, at this stage, why don't you just have the fucking kid? And there are people who want kids, just have the damn kid. And I'm like, that's that's where abortion, uh, not, that's that's where adoption comes in. That's cool, right? Like, you have a brother that's trying to adopt. I'm sure he would love for someone to just sort of go through with it, produce the child that he can have. Uh, that's the ideal situation. But that's not at all the the level of of discussion that that we have whatsoever. I mean, my whole problem, like, I'm in favor of abortion, as in I want everybody who wants to have an abortion should be capable of getting one. And uh, as far as anything, anything involving us supposing anything on the person who is pregnant, I am against. So... It's just not our business, it, it, and they will happen, okay? That's the fucking reality. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's really the point, where religious people say that they don't want it happening because that's a soul, and we have to get past that, that point of discussion. We have to get to the point where we say we want as few people as possible to have abortions, and where does that lead, obviously? It leads to sex ed, and it leads to condoms, and it leads to uh, you know, preventative measures, which, is, which are two areas that the churches, that religions are all against, Yep. Which is why you can't have a regular dis- uh, discussion about it. It's just like the burqa. It's just like it. We're not having the right discussions. We're having the wrong discussions and we're arguing about the wrong things. The real argument is here, are abortions happening regardless of whether or not they're illegal or illegal? Yes? Okay, let's deal with that. And that's it. That, that you have to deal with reality. None of these, hey, Jacob, in a perfect fucking world, do you agree with this? I'm like, we don't live in a perfect world. We, we can't be asking these questions. We have to take the practical approach. Say, what, is the, what, is, what decisions can we make now that will have the greatest impact, like the best impact? Illegal abortions are not the answer. You need to have them legalized. If you find them morally repugnant, fucking deal with it. Don't, okay? don't, don't get them for yourselves. That's basically all you can I really say. I find lots of things morally repugnant anyways that we don't do shit about. So we just got to deal <laughs> fucking deal okay london calling asks hi guys i have a question on this on the secret you know the secret which a friend of mine is reading obviously i poo-pooed it without even reading it brackets nothing as fun as an ignorant atheist ha ha (laughs) then she started spouting all this unbelievable rubbish now i can't read it because it's liable to make me very very angry have you read it what do you think of it how can i intelligently argue with it i'd like to keep the friendship so shouting and put my fingers in my ears and singing la 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 doesn't work Man, this is the second uh, secret the, question that I get this week. The secret comes up a lot, man. It is the current idiot book going around. Yeah, and uh, the the first time I answered that question, because it was a personal email somebody sent me. Uh, you were saying, nice to them, right? Yes. <laughs> I just... You you know me. How often do I really get You know get what? You're, you're, you're obviously sensitive to it. So, yeah, I just kicked you in your balls. So That's what everybody likes about you. Mm-hmm. You keep me honest by kicking me in the nuts. 
So. That's the that's the purpose of Ryan. Okay, so you, so you emailed this person and you weren't an asshole. So continue. I wasn't an asshole. All basically, here's what I said. Now the problem is that you could you could you could decide. Well, I'm going to have an argument with this person regarding their belief in the secret because if you really put your mind to it and you decide I'm going to just take every single point and I'm going to barrage them with it. I'm just going to fucking assault them with it. And we have a couple shows on the secret. So if you're very curious and you guys want to go through. We have a bunch of shows. I actually did a great... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to say great. That's just egotistical. I did a decent job uh, with the, the secret on one of the shows, but fuck to find out which one it is. We have over <laughs> 150 shows now. It's a lot of shows. So go find it if you can. If you can. I'm, I'm slowly trying to archive that. Give me a break. It's well, let's, let's, it's like six days worth of fucking podcasting. It's a lot of podcasting. Okay, let's you, you could sum up the stupidity of the secret because it's not like it's something that you need a lot to debunk it. You no, can no, do no, it no. in sixty seconds. I challenge you. Go now. Start. Okay. Basically, is the idea of uh, this this uh, this universal attractive force that they this law of attraction they think is a real law where if you ask the universe for something, that thought that you have. Uh, produces is real and therefore the universe will respond to your thoughts by providing you with things. It's just, it's essentially kind of a new age materialism meets spirituality. But they claim ideology. it is scientifically valid, right? Well, of course, everybody always claims to be scientific. Look, the social Darwinists claim to be scientific. Fucking every flim flamist will always pretend to be scientific because what is science other than awesome? Yeah, but what what are these people saying when they say it's science? Uh, they it's don't the quantum. Yeah, the, qu- it's quantum stuff, right? They use they use the mysteries of quantum physics to try to explain things, and I don't need to get more specific than that because it's as literally as specific as you're going to get. It's it's mostly mumbo jumbo that sounds really great to people that don't know anything about quantum mechanics, or at least know so little that they could be bamboozled by it. And that's the secret in a nutshell. Yeah, you did it in a minute. I'm impressed. Fucking A! <laughs> At first I was worried you were you were stumbling over yourselves. It was bad news. <laughs> Give me a break. I've had like three beers here. It's like drunken history. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, if you're going to have a conversation about the person, I was here's what I was really thinking. Okay, ask them this basic question. How open would they be to having all of those, like to having a real discussion about it and to be challenged with those ideas. Like, don't challenge them. Ask them how they would feel about being challenged to it. And if their answer is, just, well, that's what I believe, and there's nothing that can change my mind. But what you got to understand, and this is what I figured out from Grok and my mom's belief of the secret, because yeah. she, she had it, and, and she, you know, she told me about it, so I'm sure there was something in it that, that she liked. I don't know if she's like a firm believer or anything, but I kind of picked up the, the general idea that she likes the concept of positive thinking helps you do good things. It's kind of like all the, all the flim-flammy new age positive lifestyle changing things that were in uh, Dianetics. Right. Well, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a perfect example of what privileged white people can dream up of. Because that's <laughs> only a privileged white person would ever dream of thinking that the secret is real. I'm like, oh, do those 25,000 kids that die of starvation every day not dream and well, think you know about what? enough they, about they, food? They are thinking about how hungry they are, so I think they are quite obviously They're sending out a message to the universe saying, uh, starve, starve me. To death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you just need an argument for, for why it's wrong, just, uh, just ask people. So you really think that if you think hard enough, the universe will give you whatever you want. And that's all. That's, that's the rhetorical question. Well, yeah, and I would say basically, if you dreamed of something, like you're saying, I want to buy myself this new car, 
and then you work at it and you do it and basically you buy the new car. Do you credit the belief or do you credit all the fucking work that went into paying for the damn car that you paid for? Nobody just came and dropped it on your goddamn lap. Well, you know, some people have looked, uh, you know, basically said that prayer is a form of visualization, which is an important part in planning and success. Absolutely. You know what? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Recently, I've really been thinking about uh, the book and the reason is because I've been able to visualize it now. Visualizing mm-hmm. is a very powerful tool. And you could, you know, you could praise a person who believes in the secret of saying visualizing is an important part of success, but it is not the only part of it. it and is. to think that visualizing somehow makes it real is to underestimate what everything else that goes into making something real. It's a lot of fucking work. Okay, London Calling also asks, Last one, what's the easiest retort to my husband who keeps on accusing me of following the religion of atheism? Oh, I've been thinking about this. One, it has to be one sentence or less. He stops listening after All that. All right, the, 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 the shortest answer that I can have, and you can condense it, obviously because you will need to because I'm mm-hmm. me, would basically, <laughs> would basically be say, asking him if that's an insult or a compliment. That would be the first question, because now he has to answer that question of saying, let me get this straight. Is it bad because I'm just following it because you think I'm not thinking about it, therefore exposing the fact that you, be- you know that religious belief involves no thinking but following? Or are you saying that's a good thing? Because I'm really confused here. And if you think that I'm following, have you really researched this at all? And I like this because you can, you can use that in one of those tiffy, like, I get pissed off moments that make, Passive put, aggressive put, kind put, of thing? put men back on their heels where you're like... Are you saying that I'm a stupid follower that doesn't think about my own thoughts? It's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to phrase it exactly like that. Yours sounds like PMSE. You could do it, Caddy. I just put it out there. Now, I've, now we've put now we put it in their minds, and if they're feeling very Caddy, they're going to whip it out. They can whip it out like that. Because, well, I mean, the truth of the matter is, uh, I'm sure it gets brought up sometime, and it's like, oh, you, and other times you're just like, ooh. It's like every time a person time says, to turn ooh. this into a bow and fucking shoot it through that person's neck. All, I just it, it just reminds me of every religious person says Relig- atheism is just a religion and you're like wait a minute what does that say about how you feel about religions like I'm just going to put that out there you're just accusing us of being as bad as you so you have to bring us down to your level that's the whole thing you you recognize the fact that we have taken a completely reverse position that you have in saying this is all nonsense you're like even you're saying this is nonsense is itself nonsense no <laughs> no it's not but uh thanks for trying to make us uh you know, trying to thanks for trying to drag us down to your levels boo all right next question okay choco bar asks have you ever considered having a christian or other religious type on your show to have a friendly discussion perhaps a christian podcaster could come onto your show and you on theirs also you may have touched on this before i don't remember can you be or are you friends with any moderate christian slash religious people would you feel the need to always try and argue with them? And can you put your beliefs away and have a regular conversation? Also, what's happening with the atheist calendar? Oh, that last one's a personal one. Okay, uh, first first answer is I have thought about a Christian podcaster. I just don't know uh, how that would play out. I'm not entirely sure because I can get pretty aggressive, and I don't even imagine if somebody has their own aggressive feelings. It could be a screaming fast. Who knows? Not exactly, you know... Well, there must be some kind of Christian com... Like, not comedy podcast, but like a humor. Like, these guys are more, like, zany and wacky and funny and they can laugh. We can try to put it out there. There could could be some kind of funny... I can try. Like, uh, you're going to be gone 
for a couple of uh, just a, for just, a week or just something. A, just like a that. week and two weekends. A week and two weekends. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's still like what six shows. Anyways, I got to try to fill in some of those uh, shows. Ah, oh, we're gonna. I thought we'd do at least one Skype. At least one. Okay. I don't want people. All right. Well, uh, I don't it, want other other guests to get too much of a foothold and take my job. <laughs> I still want people to love me more than those other <laughs> assholes. Uh, okay. But uh, regardless, maybe this is the. I was trying to include more interviews. I'm going to have uh, some more, uh, some other podcasters just try their hand and, and see how they feel at it. But that could be an idea. I'm not close to it. Sure. I'll give it a try. I'll give it a fucking try. Okay. Second question was uh, uh, You may have touched on this before. Or can you or are you friends with any moderate Christian slash religious people? Yeah. Well, we, I, I, we actually are friends. There's a, a writer friend of ours called uh, Matthew Pauly. And he's religious. And every time we go over there, you know... You uh, try to crack his nut. I crack his... I, I do. It's inevitable. And, uh, you know, he always kind of, like, gives me a smiling nod and just basically says, well, you know, I think that God gets a, gets a kick out of you. Mm-hmm. And that's the best that I can get out of him. <laughs> and, of course, you know, because he's a Rhodes Scholar... He could always just pull that out and be like, "I'm smart and you, I'm a Rhodes Scholar," <laughs> so he can he can whip out his education dick and shut my mouth. And what am I supposed to say to that? He's a Rhodes fucking scholar. I mean, here's the thing about it: is that at this point, atheism is such a big part of our lives. We make a you know we're, we're trying to make a living out of it. It's it's like uh, it's it's a huge part of our personality. So it just comes up when we're with with our non-religious people, and sometimes it's usually really interesting because it, it's you know we don't take to them the same way we take to different topics on on the show for the most part you know most people's religious beliefs don't really conflict too much with all that much with all that reality and, and when you hit one of those sore spots where it's like you don't think that the earth is six thousand years old that's when you try and elevate them up a level but in general it's not it's never been that big of an issue and we've never even pushed it when people are like past the point no i mean it's at at some point i mean as long as they're not making a big deal of what i'm doing there are just some people you're like i'm not what's the what's the point you know how can i how can i really if they're not going to be open to the to to the discussions or if they're not really going to consider what i'm going to say because they've already made up their mind i mean like you you know how it is when a person makes up their mind about something what the fuck is the point of talking about it if they want to talk about it they can come talk about it with you They'll know how you feel about the situation. I think that's generally how we should just approach it. If at least people were aware of your position, if they really want to have a discussion about it, they would come to you. Otherwise, you don't need to bash their head over. They'll mm-hmm. come to you if they want to fucking know more. And don't back down from that shit. Because that's when you're going to really rob people of their religion. Because when they really start asking questions, I guarantee you, most of them will not survive. At least their faith will not survive. So, I mean, but they have to want, they have to, want to ask the questions. Otherwise... They've never wanted to ask the questions before. So why the fuck do you think that's going to change tomorrow? It's not. Okay, last question. What, uh, what's, what's happening the, with the calendar? Okay. Well, the problem, short, short answer, whether or not it's going to be coming out this year or not? Um, well, the problem is that I had kind of... Uh, the, the, the calendar was tied into my romantic relationship, which did not... Which ended... Which means that that was a half big way... Half your connections to models. Half my connections else. to models uh, is gone. And plus with this new job... I can't make the 2011 deadline, actually. It's impossible. I wish I could. I really want to do this thing. I mean, it's not just like one of those, oh, did you give up on it? It's like, yeah. I had to put it down. I had to pull the plug. I had to put it down. I had to put it down. And that was very painful. But, 
you know, uh, I'm 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 open to it in in other years. I would uh, hopefully we'll be organized enough because a, a 2012 calendar would just be awesome because I could just tie it in <laughs> with the whole apocalypse movement. I wanted the 2011 calendar to be a preparation for the 2012 calendar. Now I just have to make the 20 cal- 2012 calendar happen and happen for real. And by then, hopefully, we're not drowning in debt. I don't think so. Things no, are, things are turning around. They're things turning, are looking good. So long as the economy doesn't collapse, fingers crossed. Yeah, if the <laughs> if the economy collapses. I don't think Again. I actually have any skills. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I don't have any skills. Don't worry. Once it completely collapses, we'll all be doing like shitty manual labor again, trying to survive. Okay. It'll be great. I'm sure I can do that. Okay. Razzle asks, do you accept the, as a historical Jesus? Why or why not? Uh, okay. The first, the answer to that is no. I do not accept the historic, uh, like a historical Jesus. There's a number of reasons. I wrote a couple posts about it. The first one is I'm like, as a historical figure, if you're, if you're to judge the criteria of their historiosity, big word, eh? Uh, I would say that Jesus does not qualify. And it's funny because there's, there's other characters in the Bible that I would say qualify for real, like John the Baptist. Real guy. Real fucking guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, John the Baptist was real. Uh, Jesus? I'm not sure. I don't think so. And if it, it seems like the things that were credited to him are just a mishmash of stories put together that, that may have related to other people who were kind of around at the time. If, if the stories of Jesus in the gospel are not consistent themselves, what, the, what does that tell you about the, the history of the person? They, 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 they don't match. Even though they're copies of one another, they don't match. I want you to think about that for a second. That's ridiculous. Fucking ludicrous. All right, Razzle also asks, what's your favorite book of the Bible? Songs of Solomon, man. Because that's the porn part of the Bible. That's like erotic poems. Like, I kind of, again. I misread that. I, was, I actually thought he was like, what's your favorite story in the Bible? Oh. Uh, but it's actually, what's your favorite book? So, well, you uh, can say Exodus, you know, or, or, or Genesis. Well, I don't have a favorite book. I mean, I'd like to say uh, Revelations, but it's just stupid. And I, I mean, it's quite like, ludicrous. It, it is. It's, it's an it's, acid trip. Of it's a book. it's a quality control failure. I don't understand why such that that kind of thing. Gets Lots of just people don't stuck, understand why it's stuck it's on there. the end. Just stuck on the end and just allowed to be there, being all retarded. I think I, you know what I think it is. It's uh, you ever you ever work on a project and it's like it's fucking beautiful, right? A group project. You're you're you know everybody who's at school would understand this, and it's going well. But they're just near the end where everybody's exhausted and they just fucking were like, okay, let's finish this because I'm sick and tired. It's been days. That we've been compiling this, and somebody's like, "Hey, I got a last-minute edition." There was like, "Fine, just include it." That's what Book of Revelation is. <laughs> but my favorite story is definitely when the God strikes down that dude for not inseminating his oh, the story of Onan. brother's wife. Yeah, yeah. The story of Onan. You know what's really interesting about the way that Jews saw women, and this is another one of those. Hey, are, how are women treated in the Bible? And the whole thing is, if 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 a woman dies, uh, not I'm sorry, if a woman is widowed, as in her husband dies. She becomes legally the property of the brother who, you know, can have his way with her if he wants. He could reject her and say, fuck off. And but you know, it, until it, that point, he owns her. Be like, mm-mm, let's get her, let's get her morality from the Bible, well, you know what, ladies. You know what, morality-wise, back in the day, that, would, that had more to do with the brothers having to take responsibility and not just letting them die out in the wilderness. No, it wasn't a matter of responsibility. It was a matter of racial purity, actually. It's the same reason why the story of Lot has his daughters raping him. There was a there was a town close by that they could have just gone in uh, and and fucked some of the guys there, but they weren't Jews, and uh, you can't have intermingling of people. That's the real reason. It's a racial purity element. Ew. I know. 
Interesting. It's disgusting. Okay, Aegis asks, now that humanity has essentially become the apex predator of Earth's entire biosphere, I like that, apex predator, do you think we will sounds continue... Like a, it sounds like a crazy body spray. <laughs> apex predator. Ooh, I smell good. Do you think that we will continue to evolve, and if so, using which stimuli? Would it be natural disaster to give us a gene pool, something to worry about, or is it time for us to begin choosing our own evolutionary future? Uh, I, you know what? I, I'm all, I've always been in that whole stop saying that we're evolving and perfecting. It's like you just if you we are evolving, but it's not towards a perfection. What the fuck? That that is a stupid concept. Perfection is is idiotic. It's a mathematical concept. It's it, it has no bearing on nature. There is no perfection. There's no perfect human. That concept is garbage. Throw it out. But as for the whole planning or evolutionary future. It's going to fucking happen. The same way that people are like body mod themselves. Do you think that when you could just inject retroviruses in you, people wouldn't mod the shit out of them, activate dormant genes? You can bet there'd be a whole group of people that would just grow tails tomorrow if they could. They'd love it. I'm like, sure, freed up. Fucking mix it up. Let's see what the fuck happens. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to be around, man. Fuck it. Let's do it. Maybe that's kind of like the, uh, the next great human experiment. Everybody's like, oh, let's not play God. I'm like, let's go crazy. Let's do what people want to do. Let's God's see where not this goes. doing it. There is no God. Fuck it. Well, let's just do some shit. And then, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> I'm crazy, though. Okay, last question from Anders Espedalen. Uh, what are your thoughts on this thought? Will natural selection continue, continue to perfect the human race? It's kind of the same thing. I guess so. In, in the same vein. So, after all, we do no longer mate according to the same attributes that we did a thousand years ago. As intellect and feminine beauty are some of the most important factors when breeding this, these days, as well as the fact that any dumb idiot can make a baby. Another thing I've been thinking of is that we as modern humans modify our body by cutting our hair the way other sex prefer them. We trim, shave, cut our beards, nails, and body hair. We learn to pick up girls, and a lot of pregnancies happen by mistake. This way, the mixing of genes might occur much more random than before, and therefore put a stop to natural selection since the opposite sex does not pick their mate according to which one has the advantage. Well, the first thing I would say is, that, look, if you think that you understand what where evolution goes to, then I would ask you to answer this question. Chart for me the evolutionary development of flight. Just chart it. Figure that shit out. Well, speaking of, a, of an animal that fell off that area, the peacock. This is a species that isn't, it is idiotic. The way that it is is stupid. It's like that for breeding purposes and nothing else, and it's extremely inconvenient, and it screws the peacock over in hundreds of ways, but it's like that just because that's what works. So, it's a, well, mean, it's, a, it's a selection element. Like w w The thing you have to understand is that evolution has many different types of selections. Natural selection, sexual selection, artificial selection, which is how we basically have fruits and vegetables that we eat that are fucking edible. Remember how you were, you, we were having a conversation before? And you were like, why don't we make food more delicious? I'm like, you've never had food 10,000 years ago because it sucked. You know, when corn was the size of your thumb and bitter. Yeah, but you know what? Brussels sprouts still aren't awesome They're enough. wicked. You know, you need to eat Brussels sprouts right because I was reintroduced to it and I fucking loved it. So I just, I just, fuck I just, you, man. I want to eat something that I think is a chocolate bar but is made yeah. from 100% Brussels sprouts. You, you want Brussels sprout chocolate, chocolate bars. bars. You're a madman. I could just eat them all day. Then who would eat chocolate? Like, then you'd have chocolate bars tasting like Brussels sprouts. No. Because somebody out there loves Brussels sprouts... Okay, the majority of people do not want their Brussels sprouts tasting like cheeseburgers or fucking 
you the know, only people that like Brussels chicken. sprouts are people who are raised brainwashed to like Brussels sprouts. Unbelievable. <laughs> I hated Brussels sprouts up until, you know, I was 25. People change, man. Hmm. But with that, the whole idea that we are changing and evolving towards one thing, I'm like, stop looking at it like you're understanding it. You know, I don't understand it. The, the, I would say that if you were looking at evolutionary trends again, because it, it's so broad and the way that we breed is just very, it's, it's just like fucking touch and go. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. You don't know what kind of dormant genes you have. I have a cousin that has a disease called PKU. It's a very rare disease. It is an inability to digest meat proteins. It's a, it's, it's a 500,000 year old gene that's you know that's recessive that is activated once in a while and if it's not caught before you know certain age you'll just die but it was caught now she doesn't eat meat she will never eat meat of her life never can you predict that shit no weird shit happens so like i said before i mean let's fucking play the russian roulette of it you don't know where it's gonna go let the chips fall where they may because this is how evolution is the only thing i can predict the only evolutionary trend that they've measured is just one thing. We're getting taller. That's, that's, that's it. That's the one surefire trend. We're getting you taller. Know, you know what we all want to know? What? Are our penises getting bigger? <laughs> well, that's a sexual selection <laughs> thing. If girls were deciding to not fuck guys with tiny dicks, eventually we would probably have larger penises. Yeah. Hmm. On average. So but- it's up to the ladies to decide. Women, here's that's the funny thing about women. Hey, ladies out there, I just want to put this out there. You can control the destiny of mankind. You're in the driver's seat. You are in the driver's seat. Sexual select. Look at the peacock. Again, a perfect example. The male peacock is a ridiculous thing. The female peacock is the plainest fucking bird you've ever seen in nature. All right? It's gray. It's black gray. It's boring. But it, it has forced the fucking male to do a song and dance for its breeding rights. And they have controlled the evolution there. So, ladies... You know, stop fucking violent guys. Stop fucking dudes that are messing over the planet. Fuck the right dudes with gigantic cocks. And then we will be a society of brilliant, gigantic cocked individuals. It's up to you. It's Very up to nice. you. But please make an exception for me. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, all the, uh, that's all the questions we got. Well, it's a, it's a quite a long show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Here's the deal. If you comment and say, we love you doing a mailbag show, we'll commit to doing a mailbag show every month. But... Because they're really long shows, and some of you might only want short shows, obviously, do you want every once a month, do you want an hour some plus show? Is my question to you. And if you don't... Are, are, we, are, we, are we annoying? too annoying for that? <laughs> I'm not going to take anything for granted. I mean, you know, some people like the 30-minute thing, and, and, and once a month to have a one-hour plus is, uh, is asking a lot. But I, I kind of like the mailbag thing. I you enjoy guys like it, too. it just, just fucking write in, and, and we'll keep doing it. We'll make it a thing. And, and the funny thing, too, is that so many of our listeners never go to the site. It's going to force you to because you've got questions. So you're going to come on, yeah, we'll, you non-browsers. I'm hoping we'll get some positive feedback. We'll, get some, uh, we'll, we'll announce the, the show the week before on one of the other radio shows. So we that can't you guys have can that many questions. I put that up at the beginning of today. We had 15 questions. It took an hour. We, we, we have to sort of surprise people with it. Force otherwise, people to go to the website. Otherwise, it might be crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we leave, I'd like to thank everybody who decided to become a patron, even if I yelled at you. And uh, we hope that you'll continue to be a patron, even when I'm not the best person to oh, give my I, I just want to give you a hug. You're so concerned about, about yourself having one bad moment. It's okay. I'm, I feel ashamed of it. I feel ashamed of it. I'm like, I'm better than that shit. <laughs> I'm fucking better than that. But... 
Okay, let's wrap this show up because I need to give you a hug. (laughs) No hug. All right, with that, my name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good atheist day, everybody.